Hello world, it's time to cue the coach. The world we are living in today has been spiraling out of control for decades in such a way that we are all losing our minds, risking our health daily, and choking on the ashes of a dying paradigm. You don't want to continue living in fear or in conformity to someone else's version of reality, do you? I know I'm done, and I've been done for quite some time now. Wellness needs an advocate. Holistic health, that is. It's time that we rise to the challenge of creating a brand new world with the fiery passion of a phoenix rising from the ashes. What beautiful essence do you possess that this world desperately needs? On this podcast, that is what we are here to find out. Together, let's unlock the pure potential from within. And as Gandhi said, let's be the change we wish to see in this world. And here we go. Episode 55, Alchemize It. Hello out there, beautiful souls. It is great to be back here with another episode of Cue the Coach for you. I am Michael Malik, your host, and I am just ah, just gearing up, getting ready for springtime, and uh, definitely transforming a lot of things going on in my life right now um, in a very good way. Um, alchemizing it, if you will. We're going to talk a little bit about this word alchemy here and uh, some of the history behind it and how I'm actually using it in my own phraseology or uh, creating my own dictionary, if you will, of different things that that work for me. Um, I just like to find words that feel empowering to use, and uh, that's kind of what we're going to go for today, what we're going to talk about. So, the word alchemy means literally to transform matter, and it was concerned particularly with attempts to convert base metals into gold way back in the days before it was kind of like the predecessor of chemistry. And quite honestly, it's, it's really so much more than that, and there's so much more like occult connotations and things behind the scenes when it comes to alchemy. Um, there was even a book called The Alchemists um, by, uh, the name is Paolo Coelho, I believe is the name of the author of that book. And uh, it's a very short read, very, very good, really cool book to read. um, If you want to kind of understand a little bit more about where I developed this concept of what uh, alchemizing it means. But I mean, really, I'd like to revitalize the word um, in that sense. And implore you to think of your own state of being when it comes to alchemy. So I use the word alchemy to describe the process of transforming our inner landscape to one that works for us rather than having an inner chemical landscape that is prone to an overburdened immune system, high stress levels, anxiety, depression, and addiction, and so many other things that different chemical processes within our body just run rampant through us with, right? And 
these things just tend to cause us to have our lives in discord and disharmony. So, I mean, look at it this way, right? We have this human body full of chemicals that work subconsciously to create our responses to stimuli around us and within our bodies. And when I say subconsciously is first, you know, with our conscious minds, we observe things, we experience things, and we have our first impressions of them. And there's a chemical jolt that goes through our body, whether it's from a drug, from a fear reaction, from an excitement reaction, from a love reaction, whatever it may be, right? But then it becomes subconscious. We develop our habits, we develop our lifestyles, we gain agreements with ourselves and with other people to um, decide on how we're going to live our life, how we're going to treat others, how we're going to treat ourselves, how we're going to treat our bodies. All of these things start culminating together how we think about things, how we express ourselves emotionally, how we express ourselves spiritually. And we create these responses to the stimuli around us and to our experiences day in and day out. So we have all these chemicals that go along with that, right? We have testosterone or estrogen, iron, endorphins, vitamins, adrenaline, and so many more chemicals that govern how we function from day to day. So now let's go backwards in time a bit here and go into the 18th century to a time of a man named Anton Mesmer. Now this guy was an Austrian physician, Austrian, not Australian, I almost said Australian, <laughs> Austrian physician um, that believed that internal magnetic forces, which he termed animal magnetism, ran through the human body and that the misalignment of this unseen magnetic energy was what caused all disease and discord within the human body. So he did some crazy, crazy experiments at first with, with this, and uh, it wound up being something more, more akin to the line of Reiki uh, after a while, um, if you've ever known what Reiki is, but he, he believed that he could heal people by directing these, this unseen magnetic energy liquid through the bodies. Now, while this theory of measures was a bit off base, supposing this to be like a liquid metal pulsing through our bodies, are we not subject to the forces of gravity or subject to when the full moon is in the sky? Right? That it has been in fact proven that when the full moon is in the sky, and especially when it's really close to the earth, that it will rise and lower the tides. And that's water on our planet, right? It's a huge body of water. If that can be affected, then there absolutely is something where the blood levels in our body that are also full of water, we are mostly water, uh, our composition of, of the body. If you took away our, our water, we'd only be about, I think, somewhere in the neighborhood of 7 to 10% matter, <laughs> right? So as that water is in our body as well, it can be moved around by different physical forces of nature. And then that causes the chemicals within the human body to be affected in some way as well. So stay with me here. So just as the forces of gravity have an effect on the gravity of the earth and the moods we experience, so do other forces, both internally and externally, affect our moods and our ability to function. 
So think about your mood and energy levels before and after a strong cup of coffee or before and after a cigarette or before and after a strong drink. Now, I mean, these are all things, all examples of things that I've, that I've been a part of or sugar, right? All of these things create these chemical reactions within the body and they are to a certain degree within the control of self by what we choose to interact with, what we choose to put our bodies through. Some of it is just the environment that we are in as well. You know, different chemicals in the air, different uh, air quality, um, allergens, things like that. They all cause our, our body to have these different reactions. So, I mean, is that not alchemy in some form, right? It might not have anything to do with with metal in the body, uh, and I'm, I'm certain that it's it's not um, other than iron, maybe, and, and a few other trace metals that are part of what make up the human body, but they're not the only thing that causes us to have these chemical reactions. There is there's more to it than that. So we take we can take outside substances to intentionally produce desired results. And when we look at society, right, we think about all of the different potential situations that we deal with or, um, you know, the knowledge we gain or the emotional mood of society as it's going through when, it, when we're dealing with COVID or traffic or, you know, being in a large crowd or being in a very quiet room or being out in nature. There's different different responses and reactions that go on throughout the body. So would you agree that something has got to give, though, now in, in the way that our world is? I mean, you know, if you look today and say, you know, the opioid epidemic, for example, it's completely been out of control for a very, very long. Isn't it obvious that a great many of us are suffering from trying to alchemize our chemical makeup by using outside stimulus to do it? by finding something that somebody else says, here, this works, take that, or here, this works, do that, right? All of those things. Now, I realize even right now, I'm telling you, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm telling you to do something different potentially, and that is an outside influence. But what my outside influence is governing is what can you do without other external stimulus to alchemize the chemicals within your body to work to your advantage. Now, that's what we're talking about here. And it's time that we all start to try to do that, at least making the attempt, because so many of us are just led around constantly by external experiences. Wouldn't you agree with that? I mean, there are so many of us that are just running around like sheep or whatever you want to call it, right? That's that's the... The, the favorite of the conspiracy theorists, oh, everybody's just a bunch of sheep out there. Well, you know, I don't mean to be rude or condescending to people because that, that, that just sounds rude and condescending. But we are just, we are creatures that are easily desiring to be led around and we want somebody to guide us in a proper direction. But there is just too much of, let me follow this one, let me follow that one, let me follow this one, let me follow that one. And everybody's just jumping ship all over the place from one 
thing to the next, to the next, to the next, to be led in some way. So slow down and use your powers of intuition to figure out how to alchemize your own body chemistry. That's what my point is here. So, I mean, who of you out there are going to be the next forerunners, our next leaders, or the next way showers that we need? Can you help lead us into a new tomorrow that we desperately need? I hope so. If you think you can, you know, here's something I would love for you to consider. So we can alchemize our own body chemistry in far healthier ways than what is the average in our society. So here are some ways in which our bodies and brain chemistry are alchemized just by the force of habit with how most of us live within society today, at least here in the United States. These are some very simple things that you can do to keep holistic health in mind. With watching the news, some people even do this every day, not just once a day, but multiple times a day, especially having these smartphones in our hands for fear that they might miss some dire weather prediction or some new update about a war, let's say the, the crisis in Ukraine right now, or a crime that might be committed nearby, or just somewhere that you want to have something to talk about, right? And when we do this, we're turning our lives over to the direction of media conglomerates that cause us to focus on specific topics. They cause us to be divided among one another, or cause us to buy into some drug, distraction, or ideology that fits a specific narrative. And these narratives are intentionally agreed upon by our leaders, right? Whoever the actual leaders are, and I'm not just talking about presidents here, I'm not talking about political candidates, I'm talking about massive, massive media conglomerates, bankers, and the medical field, and the news media, the, the top echelon of these people sit in different think tanks and decide what are the things that we want everybody to focus on. So pay attention, though, when you're focusing on those things, even if you think, okay, well, that, that sounds good. That sounds like maybe the greatest thinkers are putting on their thinking caps and putting together the best possible things for us to focus on. Maybe that's a good thing. And I think that a lot of people still believe that. Um, I'm not one of them. <laughs> But what I say to you is pay attention to how often your fears, anger, and judgments are ignited and heightened after watching this stuff. When you do, right, you have just been alchemized into a certain cocktail of brain chemistry that groups of human beings have chosen to place us into. They set us into specific categories so that a narrative is controlled in some way. And it can really mess up, you know, mess up your individual brain chemistry and your ability to think clearly and think for yourself when you're really, really led around by a very specific narrative. Now, just detox from it. Just keep yourself away from it for a while. And intentionally start your days off focusing on what you want to be focused on. And I'd be willing to bet that in most cases, you will start to feel more in control of your life. You'll feel less anxious, less judgmental, less angry, and less scared. 
Try turning into positive news, positive stories, and positive, uplifting, inspirational literature or research as much or more than you tune into negative news media or gossip or binging, gossip binging TV shows. Right? So, I mean, that, that's a, a huge thing you can do. Another thing, staying locked and loaded in addictions. Did you know that alcohol and drugs themselves are not the reason for addiction? It's our belief, our actions, and our mental and emotional stories that keep us in this downward spiral when we get caught up in it. Now, people that don't have all these crazy stories going on in their head that are self-destructive about their lives don't tend to get caught up in addiction. They don't tend to lose themselves there unless they had a very twisted focus in some way before they even picked up the drug or the drink or whatever they're addicted to. So we become alchemized into being slave to conditions and opinions, and then we convince ourselves that just one more is all we need to feel all right with it all. So trying to get off the drugs or alcohol without some substitute chemical is the best way to do it. Even though I know that's hard when some people are really, really heavily addicted, you know, the withdrawals can literally kill them. That is a very, 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 very rare case, though. On most cases, people are given these drugs when they absolutely don't need them, and it keeps them addicted. You know, and it's, it's a terrible thing. So do your best to get off of those things without a substitute chemical and get yourself to 12-step meetings and be willing to do the step work, like deeply dive into the step work and embody spiritual principles, the really, really good spiritual principles that the programs have to offer. And if you don't have a sponsor or a network of people in those meetings that embodies all of that stuff, that really wants to work hard on the step work and really wants to embody spiritual principles in your life, then you have an asshole for a sponsor or a bunch of assholes for friends that are just clean assholes. Be willing to surround yourself with the important people and the important work. All right, it's easier said than done, but once your head is clear and your body has gone through the detox, and this is I'm talking from direct experience here. I've been there before in my life. At 19 years old, I had to get clean. I was 100 pounds soaking wet and almost died. Go back and listen to earlier episodes in my podcast where I talk about that stuff. But once again, we're if we do this properly and we get out of this and get the detox done and start working on our mind, we're alchemized into a completely different set of chemicals running through our body. And these chemicals, once they become self-regulated, can be taken charge of intentionally from day to day. Now here's another one, being addicted to negative thinking. Now this is something, this is a very, very hard one, and many of us are stuck in this one quite often. And some people, when you say, you actually, I think you actually like being miserable and constantly judgmental and, and angry all the time. I do not. How could I possibly think that? How could I possibly be that? That's not true at all. They get very defensive very quick. <laughs> but it is very accurate. And it might not be that you actually enjoy it like you take a, a happy feeling from it, but it's a matter of being conditioned to being used to being in that mindset. Now, just think about it this way, right? Have you ever spent time intentionally 
thinking about the things that scare you the most. What happens as you begin to think very hard about this fear? What happens if the thing you fear is right in your face now? Right? The, the closer you are to feeling it, thinking it, bringing it into your consciousness, the more your heart races, your mind races, your hands might begin to shake or get sweaty, your legs might become weak, right? And you feel like there's this adrenaline rushing through and you can't think clearly. Can you tell I've been there too? <laughs> I've definitely been there more and more times than I could ever, ever care to admit, truthfully. You know, and this all happens as cortisol and adrenaline and other chemicals in the body compete for attention from your body and your limbs and try to figure out what the hell is going on. So this is also an alchemical process. Now, if negative thinking and fear can create chemical processes in the body like that, aren't you also aware that love, compassion, and joy, and hey, orgasm, right? Things like that will create a chemical experience as well through dopamine and endorphins and such. Of course they do, right? Of course those chemicals all cause you to react or feel in a certain way. So do you see where I'm going with this alchemy thing? If the strong emotions associated with negative opinions and gossip, addictions, negative thinking, fear, and then on the opposite spectrum, love and compassion can move us into chemical reaction, then it stands to reason that we can all become intentional alchemists. So now, we're not going to swallow iron filings and wait for Anton Mesmer to come around and wave a magic wand to get our metal balanced, <laughs> although my wife and uh, some, some five-finger death punch fans might find the prospect of balancing out their metal within entertaining. <laughs> Bring on the metal, baby. Hell yeah. Alchemize me, Mesmer. <laughs> I think not, thank you. Nobody, I'm, I'm not encouraging anybody to please, please, I'm not encouraging anybody to go swallow iron filings and have your uh, metal balanced. <laughs> you want to have your metal balanced, just, uh, I don't know, balance out the, the sound on your stereo system and crank up your five-finger death punch. That's, that's about as far as it can go. <laughs> but, uh, so this is it. You know, we can choose to engage in exercises for the spirit, for the mind, for emotions, and also for physical fitness that can intentionally alchemize our body chemistry into balance and harmony. And when we're intentional with this, we can call ourselves alchemists, at least in my definition anyway. I, I just, I like making up my own definitions to things that make sense for me. <laughs> I don't really care if you like it or not. Call it whatever you like, as long as it makes you feel good to call it something and it feel, you feel empowered to take charge of your own inner landscape. I don't know, it just feels good to me to say, I am an alchemist of my own body chemistry. Right? Doesn't that have a nice ring to it? I think it does. <laughs> so the way I see it is energy makes up all things. And while Anton Mesmer may have seen this energy as animal magnetism, as he called it, I see it as God moving and having its being through all of us and through everything. So these are unseen forces such as gravity, air quality, and emotional experiences that all these things culminate to alchemize the chemical and biological makeup of all of us and everything that we see and experience. So we all, based on how we choose to interact with these things, react in very different ways. Some of these can be grouped into categories by science, psychology, the medical profession, and so on, right? 
But to look at all of this from a very high level, as observers of ourselves, we can begin to take dominion over how these chemical processes commence with our being as we live our lives from day to day. And to do so is what I call a focus on holistic health, of course, the magic word of this podcast. And once again, right, if you Google what is holistic health, chances are even with the very first description, you're going to find it to be typically focused on the already created body and a combination of diet and exercise that can restore the body to its natural state of health. And sure, you know, when you get into it and you dive really deep into it, these, these programs are going to start eventually talking about your emotions and your mind and things like that. But it almost seems like it's an afterthought. And the same thing happens when you go to a doctor's office for any reason whatsoever. They don't just immediately tell you, oh, well, of course you have cancer. You're an angry, miserable person all the time. Or you're very highly judgmental and rude and you have no perspective on your own ego, <laughs> right? They might, they're not going to come, they're not going to come at you like that. They're going to tell you that, oh my goodness, this cancer is here and it's not your fault. We don't know how it's there, but we are going to use every tool at our disposal to help you remove it or cure it or treat it in one way, shape, or form, and we will continue to monitor its progress, right? So my holistic health model is much more in-depth in focusing on more, right? So while I agree that this is part of the story, that you're, you know, the food you intake and things like that is a part of the story and your already created body is part of the story, my position is that holistic health starts with the mind and mindset. Once your intentions are on the health of the mind, the health of the emotions, the health of your spirit, and finally the health of the body, then a broad perspective of health can begin from a broad base, the entire spectrum of life's experience. And we work, when we work on all of these things at once, slowly and methodically, we can move much more easily into building a harmonious inner landscape that can drive us to be more emotionally centered, mentally clear, spiritually connected, and in top physical shape. And when you're focused on all of these things at once, it really is like giving you so many avenues of release to really stay in charge of alchemizing your chemical processes in the body. So let's tie this all in together, right? What are we alchemizing? Mind, emotions, spirit, and body. How do we begin alchemizing these aspects of life? Well, Here's some really simple things for you to get started if you haven't listened to all my other episodes beforehand to give you some other food for thought on these things. For the mind, feed your brain with some new knowledge each day that is useful to your biggest goal, such as your highest career ambition or your ultimate purpose in life. Do this before you get on with your day. If you don't have enough time, then get your butt to bed earlier or wake up earlier to allow room for it because it's important. If you take charge of your mind as you start your day and as you're going to sleep even as well, you are in a much better position to be prepared for your day. For the emotions upon waking up each day, take several slow, deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. And yes, that is working with the body, but it's also working with the body and then adding, saying out loud afterwards, this day is mine for the taking or something of that effect. I'm going to kick ass today. 
I got this. Whatever phrase works for you. Find a phrase that works. Take those deep breaths and be ready to take dominion over your day. So that's bringing the emotions in with the mental clarity. For the spirit, engage in some method of prayer, whether it be thanks to God or whatever you call source energy or this energy that moves and brings life to all of what is in our experience or an affirmative prayer about the events in the day you're about to face, right? So maybe you have a, a job interview and you want to envision that job interview going really, really well and you getting the job and you shaking the interviewer's hand and saying, thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm looking forward to it. And just knowing that you've, you're ready to kill that, right? Sometimes those affirmative prayers will put a really, really, really good um, energy and vibe out there in the air to, to help in your favor. For the body, engage in some form of exercise, whether it be simple or more complex, depending on your level of physical fitness. Maybe it's walking 15 minutes a day or a half hour a day or um, you know, doing planks or doing push-ups or some small sit-ups or jumping jacks. It can be something really, really easy. You know, um, like I said, it depends on your level of physical fitness. How heavy are you? What kind of struggles do you have? Um, you know, what, what types of medical things do you need to be aware of? Just do something that works really well for your body right now. Start where you're at and then continue to progress and move it on as you build up the muscles of doing this on a regular basis. So my point is, if you allow yourself intentional time to focus on each of these things each and every day, you're beginning to be an alchemist of the chemicals in your own body. And the more you believe this is having an impact on you every day, the deeper of an impact it will make. Our belief is so very, very important. You know, just look at the placebo effect if you want to find out what belief can do. <laughs> As you develop a habit of doing this and paying attention to it, the universe also begins to tilt in your favor to support your intentions. But again, if you constantly negate it with saying, oh, the universe hates me, I suck, God doesn't love me, nobody loves me, everything's miserable, my life always turns out this way, blah, 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 all that negative, addictive, negative thinking, right? you're setting yourself up for failure. But if you develop the habit of paying attention to the positive, the universe begins to tilt in your favor. Keep yourself focused on what you really, truly want and intend with your life. After a while, it almost seems as though you're defying the laws of physics and you begin to smooth out the rough edges on problems in life. So much easier. I'm telling you, you got to practice it in order to see it. So give it a shot. You've got nothing to lose but time on your life if you do not try it. So that's it today. Just a simple, gentle reminder to keep all aspects of health on the brain to allow you to thrive. And uh, really quick before I go, I just want to give you an update on my belly off progress on this three-month journey. I am very excited about where I'm at. Um, as of today, I'm at 173.4 pounds, which is up from 172.4 last week, with a waist size, though, of 33 and a half, which is down uh, a half of an inch. 
and still a pant size between 30 and 31. So I'm moving in the direction of increasing my lean muscle in the midsection and in my chest and uh, my, my legs and glutes a little bit with, you know, just by doing some different levels of push-ups and some uh, cardio and working intentionally, lifting in specific ways at work. So while I'm putting on that muscle weight in between, I'm still losing the midsection. I'm still getting those six, that six-pack a little closer to coming out. And um, I did say last week that I was planning on getting to additional tools to measure out actual BMI and body fat percentages. Um, haven't gotten to that yet, you know, but I absolutely will before these three months are up. Um, definitely get there. Um, I'm, in a, I'm just in a position right now where I need to be economically smart right now, but I will find a way. I mean, there's, but there's so many different things available out there. So if you want to go with like the, the medical the medical route or with a, like a high-end gym or something like that. You have stuff like 3D body scanners, float tanks, um, electrical current uh, types of machinery, x-ray imaging. Um, and then there's the, the cheap route, you know, which above and beyond just that standard BMI calculator thing is skinfold calipers. Um, I just actually ordered one and I should be receiving that by Monday or probably potentially Tuesday if the snowstorm hits the northeast as it's supposed to uh, this weekend. Then it'll be like 70 degrees <laughs> next Wednesday. Uh, we'll see. You know, sometime soon I will get that and I will give that a shot. I'm going to be playing around with that and, you know, squeezing my fat all over the place. <laughs> Whatever that's left. And, uh, you know, try and see what I can come up with there. So we'll see what happens. I mean, you can get one of those skinfold calipers for about 15 bucks, you know, on, on Amazon, which is not too bad at all, considering some of the other methods um, being very expensive and only available at universities or, uh, you know, doctor's offices and expensive fitness clubs. So we're going to give it a shot. We're going to see what happens. Um, but I'm definitely going to be adding in a lot more... Um, ab exercises, some bike riding, um, some really intense cardio, and uh, some more intense weightlifting uh, over the next coming weeks because I really want to see some, some intense progress now instead of just this one pound a week fluctuating back and forth thing. So uh, I'm looking forward to sharing that with you as well. All right, folks, that's it. Have a great day. Namaste. Love you all. Until next time, take care.